Welcome to the Weekly Spiral. You are tuned into episode 27. Today, we have a very special episode. We have our first ever interview on the podcast, and we are joined by Taylor Long, who has a master's degree in sports management from USF. She's worked for the University of Arizona football program, for the Cal football program, and will soon be working for the San Diego State Aztecs and their football program down south. So that um, will be very interesting to talk about today, and we're looking forward to asking her some questions. Yes. Hello. So excited to be here. Um, even though Casey's in a little bit of a bad mood, I think we're going to get through it. <laughs> Casey but... has been in a bad mood since the Packers lost and nothing. <laughs> it's been that. a tough couple of weeks. You know. It's all right, but we'll get past that. Uh, but thank you. I am honored to be your first interview by the time this airs on the world renowned number one podcast. Oh, so. Thank yeah. you so much. We're honored to have you as well. Um, so Casey, I'm gonna let you kind of take it away and lead the questions and then I'll chime in as necessary. Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. Tell us Um, about your experience at university of Arizona, what you were doing there with their football program. Give us the lowdown on what you did sort of day to day with, with them. Yeah. So at Arizona, I worked for their football program for the whole time I was in college. So I got there before I even started my freshman year. And um, I got there for fall camp and worked in equipment for five seasons. So it was at practice every day, um, washing clothes every day, um, dealing with coaches and players and a whole wide range of things. But um, there's that was honestly one of my favorite positions that I've ever had and highly recommend um, anyone who wants to get into sports to at least try football equipment. Um, But I think that the best thing that I got out of it was just working with all the coaches and players every day, but there's some good and some bad parts of it. So anything you'd like to know specifically, I'd love to talk about. <laughs> Tell us some, about some of the good and, and, and the bad. So you're like in, in the washroom, throwing them in the laundry, yeah. doing the name plates, yes. sorting out all the pads, the helmet sizes, decals, all yes. that kind of so stuff. So we did everything. So part of it was outside. We were all each assigned to, a different position coach at practice. So I was with the tight ends and the quarterbacks coach for the time that I was there. And we would help them with all their drills, set up everything. Um, And yeah, that's a whole job in itself. And then inside the equipment room, we were each responsible for all different areas of the uniform between the gloves, the helmets. um, And we all kind of helped with everything. But my main thing was the jerseys. So I learned how to sew and put all the nameplates on the jerseys. Um, so if you see any crooked ones anywhere, um, that's... <laughs> that what you're doing? <laughs> no. Some equipment some, manager some somewhere. somewhere, yeah. Um, but it, it was everything. And luckily, um, the one thing I couldn't do as the only female is go into the locker room, which is very understandable. Um, <laughs> so I didn't have to actually grab the dirty laundry and bring uh. it in. I just had to deal with it once it was washed, so that was the one, the one real advantage there. So that sounds way better, I think. It is way better, <laughs> but still, it's just undescribable. There's the stains. There's oh. everything you can think of. Every week we'd have to clean the helmets. Um, mm-hmm. We would split up the whole roster, so we were each in charge of like. 10 players that we we have a draft at the beginning of the year uh, equipment (laughs) manager draft and so um it's very important to get not the linemen um because then you have to clean their helmets you're responsible for the larger shoes and stuff like that so yes a lot a lot of growth times but fun practice was the best part um but then outside of that was 
interesting every day. <laughs> yes. So, well, let's ask the question everyone wants. What's the mm-hmm. longest name you put on the back of a jersey? Great question. Um, so, I think of that now everywhere you watch, that's you should think of the equipment managers every time you see the long names because it takes a really long time. Um, one guy, his last name was um, Bush Lou, but then he decided um, that he was going back to his Hawaiian roots. Um, so mm-hmm. he switched it to Kema Kalewahea, and that one took up a, a long one. Uh, Flanagan Fowles was a long one. Um, he plays for the 49ers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two, Kema Kalewahea was <laughs> the spelling too you have to get. What um, was that one? Yeah. Kema <laughs> Kalewahea. And I could spell all of I. Could, now the memories you have from, you know, players that probably don't even remember me and I could tell you their size of shoe, pants, jersey, huh. helmet, their name, their everything. So it's a little things that stick with you, <laughs> information. These are those names <laughs> you that need to know. they've kind of formed that like upside down U on the jersey. Yes, like they kind yes. Of, they make a little rainbow <laughs> of the true. name because there's not enough space. And then sometimes if you're lucky enough to order them ahead of time in a smaller font, sometimes Nike or whoever will mm-hmm. give you. Um, but if you if they decide to change their name midway, mm-hmm. then that's when you have to put it on. And then... Um, some of them want junior added on. Some of them want the second instead of junior. So, or they'll flip flop because, to me, it's the same thing. I don't know. Uh, the second, a little what's doper. the difference? A little, the second it looks a little has, sleeker. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't that the same as junior? It means the same. It, yeah. but, it but it's looks, dope. It's all about so looking you just good. Pick, and then some guys will be there for like four years, and then on their last year, they'll decide that they were the sixth. They want the six. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't know Sixth this in their line. four years ago. This whole time you've been wearing the same jersey, and now you want to be the six. So I don't know. You never know what happens. But. Hey, maybe he did like that DNA survey yeah, and, and, and figured out <laughs> and his heritage realized, and was like, I'm the sixth. Yeah, so Taylor, it's make, true. Do my jersey. I'm the sixth. Let's go. So anytime you see long names, um, or if there's any Arizona players that you see out there in the NFL, and you're really curious about their Pant size, jersey size, preferences. This is inf- useless information that I will <laughs> always have for the rest of my life. So, yeah, it's everything. They they come up to the window just on a daily basis. We have the equipment room always has a window that they can come up and if they lost something mm-hmm. or if they need pretty much anything, that's that's always interesting. So there's the needy people and the not needy people. So that's really where you learn who your favorite players are. That sounds like life to me. Yeah. Let's talk about those needy people. What's like yes. the weirdest thing that people wanted to get done? Or was like they were super yeah, particular, like I need this kind of tape or I need like this kind of knee pad. Yeah. So um, interesting ones. Game days have its own. Like you can tell they want just this for game days. Um, but practices, my favorite one was always um, they only want <laughs> – they want – tights but they want us um to cut one of the pant legs off so that it's Uh only on one which is kind of just like having a one leg sleeve Mm. but then some of them have it like midway they're they're, the various tight length Uh preferences was a big it matters it it really it really (laughs) matters um the bicep bands Uh the more bicep Uh. bands a guy has the 
the worst thing. <laughs> it's just terrible. Um, some we've got up to like fifteen, probably. Um, where do they on put one them? arm? On no, but no, um, total, no, total. On, on but then they put them everywhere. Um, it the tights always entertain me. Um, I think just it's it's not really the preferences of equipment. It's the they like a player wants a new pair of gloves every quarter because yeah. that's really what's making the difference. Mm-hmm. Or if you can tell if they're playing bad and it's halftime, and I would know <laughs> the certain guys, and I would just grab a pair because I know he's gonna want a he's new one because and... he thinks that's why he missed the catch. So um, it's coaches are also needy. Um, I'd have to have. Um, depending on the coach actually for like a couple weeks i had to take over working for the dbs which i didn't work for the rest of the time and this coach wanted um a a handful but at least 20 lifesaver mints you know the uh, circle ones per quarter and so he would go through them and yeah and so like (laughs) i'd take this much and he would take them all and go through them all until the next quarter like sometimes he'd run out earlier so (laughs) it's it's stuff like that where when you're teaching the new people it's like okay well he needs 16 bicep bands but then two that are a little bit thicker and then that coach needs 20 life life savers and then um this coach only uses vanilla soap and lotion no (laughs) i don't even know how you develop these sophisticated no other sense you can't have another sense and so um when you go to away games these are also the things you have to remember to pack so yeah it and um some teams i would say the coaches might just say you you can tell them to get over it but depends that's usually not the case so um yeah it, it goes on but lifesavers was always an interesting one um clipboards are big they have to have a certain clipboard i don't know if you use a clipboard. I, don't, I don't like carrying around i like it strapped to my my belt oh a little, interesting. The little pulley like the swipe card uh-huh. that's what i like because then i can use my hands so i don't have to hold a clipboard headsets are a big one of Uh, if it's the one ear or two and then some don't want one but how are you not gonna what are you gonna do if you don't have like coaches be like oh i don't want a headset this game and i always wonder like how do they know what's going on so so it could be why we lost quite a bit but we'll see so yes the neediness I can only imagine at the professional level. I'm sure it gets worse, yeah. worse and worse. Yes. Or maybe their taste, beca- they know exactly what they want by the time they're in the That's NFL. Because they've tested it on a ton of equipment managers along the way, like you. It's and now true. they know. They're like, hey, this this lady at Arizona, <laughs> my tights weren't the right length. Like and, I need it yep. five inches below the knee and that's it. Oh, we had, um, again, it's not the types of things. It's just the preferences of, um, we had one quarterback where every game he would want a different size and like it's not because it felt differently once he tried it on he would just plan out for the season like this game i want this size and then i want a bigger one for that one but a smaller one for that one why don't know. <laughs> <laughs> superstition yep. i have no idea That's yep very so odd. so i don't think he was changing in weight at all i think he just had it all planned out and that was fun so yes the neediness goes on <laughs> I'm sure. Do you have anything like that, Cyrus? Like that you're when you watch games or something that you're superstitious about that you always wear the same shirt or you sit in the same spot or not really, actually. No, no. It's surprising. You won't I feel like, like most fans have 
something. If the game's going bad, you don't like rotate or something? Uh, sometimes, <laughs> like, okay, this is super dumb. Sometimes I'll turn the lights off when I want like, I something to before. happen. Like, I'll be okay, like, all right, lights out, let's go. You know what I mean? And that's I'll sit a good and one. Focus. But huh. I don't have, like, I mean, I don't know if that's a superstition or just being weird, but. That's a little bit of a superstition. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it, though. Like, um, now yeah. they all know. Yeah. If it's not going well, <laughs> turn out the lights. Yeah. If your team is struggling, let me tell you the best turn way you can help out. turn the lights off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and they, they they'll perform lights out. Oh, wow. like oh that. my! You like that? <laughs> that was that was a good. One. <laughs> no, the the superstitions. It's it's more the rituals that we would find because we'd have to be out there to help them warm up during pregame, and I'd have to, to catch or whatever for. I I wouldn't throw to the receivers. That would be the other managers. My throwing <laughs> skill was more to help like the linebackers and just help them warm up because it didn't really matter if I messed it up. Uh-huh. But um, they like the, the same guys, like they have to do like down to the yard line. Like they, they run out and do this for like a half an hour. They have their exact mm-hmm. routine. So it's pretty impressive. So what did you, what did you do on game day? Were you like following your designated coach and just being like good, there if they need stuff? Good question. So between all the managers, we were, assigned to our specific coach unless it kind of um fluctuated like some people would have to just do the personnel cards and that's all you do the whole game or help with the play cards um i had to help um special teams get ready for (laughs) for when it was you know third down and something's about to happen Mm -hmm. i would have Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're all there which sounds relatively simple but um 99% 99% of the time, they're not ready. <laughs> they're not, yeah. And so that's always a fun one of uh, when they go out there and there's only 10 people and who knows where the other guy is. <laughs> yeah. and that's surprising to a lot of people, I would imagine. It's surprising to me that like an equipment manager is doing that and not like a designated coach or assistant coach or yeah. graduate assistant or something that's like... We would have we would have to... It was a lot of trial and error. To one point, we... <laughs> We got to where it was me, and um, usually the strength coaches would help too. Mm, um, yeah. But they're also the get back guys, so yeah. <laughs> they have a lot to worry about. But um, they, we'd kind of split up, or at least between another manager, like, okay, you look for these people, and then I'll look for mm. these people. But it's hard because it's almost every drive, you're usually going to get ready for something, and they are never ready. And but you learn who the same guys are to yeah. look for because yeah. the slackers it is <laughs> you just know but it's hard the ones that also play like the rest of the game full-time in another mm. position because they're always the ones that are usually not ready so kind of understandable but yeah um one of my fun ones that i did before was i would retrieve the kicking tee oh, wow. after kickoff they at Boise State have a dog that's trained to do it, so it's pretty cool. It's a replaceable job, by <laughs> a dog, but it's okay. No, it was that was fun. Um, during games, what else did I do? Um, mostly special teams, and then um, just any time a player was something would happen with their shoe or um, a jersey would rip, which is my nightmare um (laughs) that's really the worst case scenario um then we'd have to or fix their helmet usually it's helmet Mm. 
helmet issues. So that's a big like when we break a helmet mm-hmm. in high school, it's one of the coaches has to do it. And yeah, like panic. Like I know this guy needs to be in. Like he's one of our best players. And mm-hmm. like I don't know how to fix helmets really. Like I'm just trying to do. Like I probably wouldn't do a better job than the player even. Yeah, but I'm like I got to do it, and I'm like all shaky and so. If, if you want to work at TAM, if, it, if any equipment managers, future <laughs> aspirations, you can come we to TAM. Can, we can, we can, we can train get you an them, intern. Get some female high school students, learn how to do it. Yeah. That's what I say. But uh, helmets is another uh, needy player thing of you put the air in the helmet for the padding on the oh, inside. Yeah. And 99% of the time, it does nothing or they need nothing more. But so if it's the same guys, you know, you just put it in. You're yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's, and they're it's like, fun. oh, it's a lot better now. <laughs> so, yeah, you learned how to just manage their emotions. Um, or during the game, a lot of them can't tie their shoes with their gloves. And, yeah, and then if yeah. they're hurried, so I'd have to tie their shoes. And then um, the grossest one is if they're... Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> One of the linemen, like their jerseys ride up on accident and yeah. it needs to be pulled, pulled down. down. <laughs> you don't want to be a lot of sweat the person nearby. And they, they'd feel bad because they know and they come <laughs> by and they're like, I'm so sorry, but can you pull it down? And you just have to take a deep breath and just, <laughs> just do it. Just grab it. And it's so. Pull out some hand sanitizer. It's so gross and it won't move. It'll get stuck. So, yeah, anyways. Those are the perks of the job right there. <laughs> You're really selling it to the I, future I know. generation. Again, best job managers. that I think I could have had. So, And at, at some schools, pays for tuition. That's, nice. a, that's a nice perk. Yeah, it's so a, was this paid at the University of Arizona? Yes. Okay. So, well, so I went to school for free, essentially. So nice. um, the other schools just have it hourly, part-time, and then it's just random people that come in and out. Ours was very team environment it was the same group of us all day every day and we um we that's all we did and so i think the downside of that is they can't restrict your hours because you're mm. just yeah yeah on scholarship <laughs> so, yeah but it is really nice for the schools that do i do think it makes a difference when you take it seriously and have like a mm. team of equipment people instead of just yeah, and you got to familiarize yourself with the 25 armbands that the players need. <laughs> you so, have to know. Yeah. You can't yeah. just have a new person. And this is why these are all things that in our world are key points when it comes to the manager draft at the beginning <laughs> of the year. You have to consider a lot of factors. It's And then um, if you accidentally pick somebody and you're not paying attention that someone already picked, mm-hmm. then... You, then we all get to pick the worst player that you uh, have to have now. So, got to be on it. Good times, yeah. Got to be on it. Yep. You mentioned that you were the only woman working. How is how is that environment? Football is a super masculine, macho yes. world. Like, did, what were your sort of experiences? So, I think the biggest thing is um, initially my uncle did this back years ago at UCLA, and then my grandpa was a high school football coach, mm-hmm. and so I think that's why my dad was always like you know, he knew I liked football and pushing. That's how I knew to do this in the first yeah. place. Um, and otherwise I don't think I would have. Um, but I got very lucky in being in with a team, whether it's my coworkers and the coaches at Arizona that were one of the greatest group of people where I know I had such a great experience and, um, it was never really a problem where even some 
some people that came into the program or, you know, might have been in my same position, might have had a really different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting to see how even people that would even try to come in as managers and then I'd be excited to not be the only girl and it just ends up not working out. Um, so it's interesting to see, but I, I give a lot of credit to the Arizona coaches, players, and my coworkers, even though all they did is make fun of me all day, <laughs> they were... I don't even want to say nice, but they, um, I still talk to all of them to this day and some of them work for different teams, but, um, they, they were really, I think what, um, was the most supportive Mm -hmm. types of people where I know a lot of women trying to work in football might not have that same experience. So why do you think the people that tried or came for a little while and then Mm -hmm. that were women that ended up not staying, why do you think some of the reasons might be the linemen? It, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, people barfing next to you is a little hard, but um, it, I think a lot of it was that I knew I liked football. I'm there for yeah, football. Yeah. I wanted to, I knew I wanted to work in football. And so, you know, I was there with the same intentions of everyone else working or playing there. Like we're there for practice. Like, I'm into the drills and um, it's it's all football. And so I think a lot of people that see this job, um, no matter guys or girls, were kind of like, oh, it's fun. Like you mm. work for the team and they think they're cool and they get to yeah. hang out with the players. So there's a lot of guys that didn't work out too. But I think I think you have to not be sensitive um, no matter who you are because of just being out there and at yeah. practice especially you just get yelled at all the <laughs> whole time and spot the ball in the wrong spot and um so not enough armbands for not enough armbands yeah. but um a, a hard part of it too is like just knowledge of the game which yeah. just realistically a lot of girls didn't have at that time and so like where i was able to when they're just doing team drills or seven on seven, I could be the ball spotter and go and mm-hmm. like figure out where it's going to go or yeah. if they made the first down or not. And yeah. ag- again, probably get yelled at at least <laughs> at some point, yeah. but it wouldn't be football practice if you didn't get yelled at. Right? Exactly. Part and of the experience. Yeah. But they, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the reasons why you're wanting the job and the position. And I think just very quickly building the respect with, the people you're around and i think right. they could quickly see like i got along with them they're like oh you're here for football just like we are and um you get it and i think it does it is harder for me to prove myself because mm-hmm. people for automatically sure. assume that i don't know anything which is fun um but <laughs> and false right i mean uh, false yes so um i think i think that's the biggest thing is just um what i say the the biggest people i had problems with were people who didn't know me at all or that would mm. come visit from somewhere else or people I would talk to mm. in all other places or meet at restaurants or whatever. Right. Like they don't, those are the people who have made either comments or the, the problematic issues. Anybody that I knew inside, like never, I never had a problem with for them for the most part. So that's cool to cool to hear. I mean, I, I yeah. think that's seems like they were at least with, with that head coach and that regime, we're headed in the right direction. I don't know that that's in place at a lot of football programs. So yeah, and they did. Um, you know, they they had a an oopsie. They had quite a little bit of trouble. I, I was lucky to be there during the same coaching staff, and then as soon as I ended, that whole staff went through a lot of different things, and a lot of them, 
you know, related to issues within the program. And so it's, it's hard to say because I had such a great experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's all I can speak for, but yeah, it's, it's, I think just being on the female side of things, it's mostly just people's automatic assumptions. That's the biggest factor of, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So don't assume anything. Don't assume, don't judge. (laughs) You won't. Yeah. You won't. Uh, well, let's shift forward in time and move up to your time with Cal as the stadium event operations and fan assistance coordinator. Yes. So I've been at Cal for two years now. I'm about to leave, but, uh, that was really going from the team side to the stadium side of things. And it was very different. Um, and, I found like even working games now, I don't even know what the score is half the time. So that was really weird for me, mm-hmm. um, especially coming from Arizona. And so, but I've, I've loved the stadium side just as much. And it's, I think uh, just learning how much goes on yeah. and trying to safely get in and out thousands and thousands of people has been very interesting to me. And um, I think, I think that's, the biggest thing that people don't realize of just how much goes on. And I didn't even realize even when I was working for football, like we just showed up at the stadium and everything's all (laughs) said and, you know, maybe you have to go through security sometimes, but yeah. So it's been, it's been a big learning experience and switch to the stadium side of things for sure. Well, take us a generic Cal game, not even the opener. (laughs) Opener might be special mid season. It's not Stanford. Like what goes into it's the day after the last game. What what's the prep like starting right away on Sunday? So for the prep, um, you know what we tell people right now. We're already planning for football mm-hmm. all year, um, but then game week, we kind of say if I didn't have something done or ready by then, then it's not going to happen because I mostly we're in our office. Um, we mostly spend that week helping everyone else put out all their fires. So mm-hmm. if you had something that you had to catch up on, like, just forget That's, it. You <laughs> had no, you have no time. So a lot of it's everyone coming through the door because it's all through our office that everything's coordinated between marketing. We have to know what they're doing um, between like all of the presentations on the field, recruiting football, visiting team, mm-hmm. um, officials and then you know the security that comes for the game and so a lot of planning goes into mostly managing large groups of employees and so all the ushers so on game day um through that group of just security and ushers we have like 700 people and so we have to figure out how to get them all information to know what they're supposed to focus on for Mm -hmm. that game in that area and just to know our policies is just that's the bare minimum um say hi to people maybe um and so it's a lot of things that we create whether it's game day flyers to give out to all employees um and adjusting that the week before is a big deal um setup is a big one so we always have somebody out of our office that runs a student group that sets up Mm. all of the canopies tables chairs um all of the clubs need to be set up um People are our custodians, our power washing and um, leaf blowing around the whole stadium. So it it's so much that goes into it. But out of our office, it's mostly just staying organized and keeping all of those things, making sure all of those groups Do. are doing mm-hmm. what needs to be yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then um, the Friday before is the craziest because that's mostly the setup day. So I'd imagine. I mean, it sounds like every week you're essentially coordinating and planning a huge event. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. And that's where I have sympathy for the people like Durgan that work at the Chase Center um, and they have concerts all the time, mm. basketball, at mm. least football. I mean, you only have we have seven home games. NFL is a little more, but we, you know, to me. I like that a lot better than having so many basketball concerts. Right. I can't mm -hmm. imagine having to plan and flip that around all the time. So that's the next level. <laughs> but yeah, us, it really is just managing huge events. And I do like that a lot better. And I learned that I'm a lot better at that than even just, you know, the smaller events and mm -hmm. soccer and lacrosse and which are important, but I am football biased. So that's... Yeah how it goes so who sort of like are you getting these from the athletic director and they're like here's sort of the image of what a game day looks like does the coach have input like where where does this information come that you sort of sift through and then process out into manifesting into one yeah the game? so i think um my boss her name is gloria casey we call her glow she's worked at cal as a director of stadium operations for She's worked at Cal since she went to school there. Um, and mm -hmm. so she, she, every week on Tuesdays, we have an operations meeting and it's with about a hundred people from each department between mm -hmm. football compliance, um, you know, the security people, the outside vendors that come in, the rental companies. And so we have to coordinate inviting all those people were. And so a lot of my job is, coordinating those meetings, making the packets and agendas for all of them. And um, then me and Glow help run those meetings. And we go through line by line each department, like what's new for you this week? What are you guys doing this week? And then it's us that work with that information afterwards. Okay. So, but I think, I think we'll get requests, you know, whether it's from the chancellor's office or people have guests coming in or the athletic director, but mm -hmm. for the most part, it's managed by glow um who's been doing this for a long time so yeah so like if if as fans like uh -huh. if we're going to a game what stuff that like some secrets like how to get like a little whatever free hot dog or get to the line faster <laughs> or like what are some like behind the scenes stuff that uh yeah so you know that we could take advantage of or make our experience better or also how can we make everyone else's experience better as fans when we come to the stadium number one just don't yell at me um just <laughs> don't yell at taylor don't rule, yell, rule number one. don't yell at the game day employees like even if you are right on something it's just so this year i started a new fan assistance program where we have we hired a bunch of people and um had information booths around the stadium. So on top of just running normal game day operations, I had a radio of listening to all the actual legitimate problems that are happening, mm -hmm. people passing out, people just major things. And then on my second radio, I would have the fan assistance group would ask me if they had a fan who had a particular issue that they needed to talk to the supervisor. And mm -hmm. so I'd have to be, listening to two things at once while also doing whatever I'm doing in person. And, um, so that's a skill that I had to learn, but, um, I would have to go meet the people mm. that are having the major issue at the booths. And I think between that and I worked information booths at Raider games 
And you just learn. I mean, it loses all faith in people. Uh, it just, <laughs> oh, no. I, I like, I'm a pretty positive person, but sometimes you leave after like these people come to the booth and it's like, they just either yell at you or the problems are just something I really never learned. So I would say the biggest thing to regular fans is like, we would love to help you if you're nice. Um, so mostly like at Raiders games, if you're yeah. having a bad day where most of the time it's just people come in and if they're coming to our booth, that already means they yeah. have a yeah. problem. And so it's just somebody yelling at you after yelling after yelling. And so when someone comes up and they're like, hey, how's it going? Like, oh, where can I get a hot dog or something? <laughs> I'll be like, we'll yeah. give you everything that we have. <laughs> like, you are so nice. We'll give them pens. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see what we can do. So I would say the biggest thing is just be nice. Go talk to the just the employees that are standing there. Um, that's the biggest takeaway. Because after Raider games, I really leave and I'm just confused on just people but can you really blame these raiders fans though they have, they've had everything <laughs> they have taken from them they have a lot going on um, i would be angry too if I, I would be i would yell at everybody that would they I would do hate to be a raiders they fan. do and uh, you know disclaimer those were by far my favorite games to work and that just shows i'm a little bit psycho for enjoying having to work <laughs> the abuse. those get but i like when there's so much going on but i mean these people will the the amount of people that are lost mm. at games and i initially coming into the job was worried about like you know if someone loses their kid no yeah. they lose their husbands they lose <laughs> their friends themselves and, yeah and they they come up to us at the raiders games and this happens every game they'll come up and say um oh like you know I haven't seen my wife like in a while. Like, can you guys help me find her or whatever? And so we'll be like, okay, we'll get the description because it'll have to be radioed out. Like, do you first ask, like, well, first of all, is she at the game or are you just talking in <laughs> oh, general? Oh, we ask, no. So, and, and some people get insulted, but some people genuinely didn't think, like, okay, did you call them? Do you, do they have a phone? Mm -hmm yeah i did call them maybe i'm like okay why don't you why don't you try to <laughs> call there. them yeah and so um we get through those hmm. steps and then um then you know i get the information like where you know are they drunk or intoxicated is the correct uh, impaired impaired uh, yeah. um and they'll tell me oh it'll be the end of the game everyone's leaving and they'll tell me oh yeah i didn't see her since like the first quarter so i don't know what happened <laughs> like it's that was like three hours ago and so that happens every game someone hasn't seen someone that they're very close to since the first quarter you, and they don't um, care they just watch the game <laughs> you think with like modern technology this would It'd not be, be pretty, an issue yeah like you can just send somebody your location on your iphone or you, something and, you would you would or think? text them and say hey where, where are, what section are you by yeah you i know? don't know so that's the biggest thing is number one be nice to everybody but Number two, don't lose each other. <laughs> don't lose each other. If you do, look for each other immediately, not later. Later, <laughs> yes. Sound advice. And don't get arrested because then we really can't find you. So Yeah. When Cyrus and I were at uh, the 49ers Packer game, which I've tried to erase from my memory, mm -hmm. um, at Levi's, there was uh, a couple in front of us, oh. and they had a kid. Uh -huh. and they had an opaque, like, just regular backpack. And just so everybody knows, when you go to a football game, you have to have a clear bag with you. It yeah. cannot be a regular bag. It has to be visibly visible all the way through it. Yeah. 
and they sat down in front of us. They were there. They came like a little bit late, like a couple minutes into the first quarter. Uh They sat down five, ten minutes, got up with their kid and left and left the backpack there. Really? Yes. In front of you? What did you do? So they left the bag there and they left it there for like a while, almost more than an hour. Yeah. Like they were gone for a long time. Like, yeah, a long time. It was like they left midway through the first quarter. It was there at halftime. Did you tell anybody? We did. We did. We did. We After were like, hey. an hour. It <laughs> sounds <laughs> so like. We just told that there might... was something in it. It was probably too late for us anyways. Uh, but we like told a police officer and they're like, okay. And then like radioed people. And then like a squad of like five people yeah. walked down the stairs and they're like, is this yours? Is this yours? Is this yours? Uh, and then they eventually like made people leave for a little bit and then looked inside it and took it and left. And then... Like five minutes after they took it, the couple came back and they were like, where's our bag? And they're like, you, you left, left for it. like an hour and some police officers took it. Like we didn't want to say, oh, we told, yeah. we told them. <laughs> but they're like, oh, our diapers are in there. Like, uh, well, what are you, why are you leaving diapers on the, like, okay, that sure. Is, that but, is on the exception. Well, maybe at the 49ers, but Raiders don't even allow diaper bags anymore. Yeah. They're like, well, we don't trust what you put in there. How did you get in with that bag to begin with, though, right? I if mean, it's medical or if you say it's a diaper bag and they have to look in it and search it, mm. but those are the only exceptions. Um, there was one guy that came in to Raiders game, and, well, I saw him getting ejected, and he had a baby carrier over his chest. Mm. Um, no baby. Just, just the <laughs> okay. carrier and so he got ejected somehow he he snuck back in i see him walking past me after mm-hmm. he got escorted out and you know the people at the front they're like well he said he left his baby in there so we thought we could let him back yeah. in i'm like i don't i don't think his baby's just laying by itself <laughs> so chilling. yeah the weird things but security um just really quickly the things you find checking people's bags or metal detectors now um mm-hmm. we've had a uh, protractor um that <laughs> you got and it. it's you really it was like the one. really pointy one so they weren't allowed to it was sharp metal object yeah. can't bring it in and how's he gonna do his geometry I, homework <laughs> so if you're ever planning on bringing a protractor don't do it Leave um, it at home we also have a box where they put the weapons that we turn over to ucpd so you know, we're not going to collect all these knives and yeah. whatever. Um, and so it's a lockbox. And so we log it once we collect it. Um, and before we get o- give it over, we write down what was in it. I opened one one time and I'm ready to see, like, usually it's knives, pepper spray, just a spoon. That's it. <laughs> a spoon? <laughs> yeah, just a spoon. Like a sharp spoon, So right? that means somebody out there really thought, you know. Was it maybe a spork? It was just, <laughs> it was just a spoon. A spork might have been more dangerous, but yeah. So j- just the things that people try to bring in are really some of the most entertaining. Are these like forgotten things, or do you think they're like intentional? Like I want to bring my spoon to the game. I, I might need it for some chili that I get. I'm not sure. Um, sometimes. <laughs> like we'll even have it's just everything like we even have like some of the knives we collect are like Mm -hmm. you know over a foot long and you got some like samurai swords (laughs) yeah so maybe Uh the only rationale would be for a tailgate but i don't know why do you need that large of a knife so yeah it's pretty crazy but security has been the most interesting part of why i've liked this job because it just it terrifies like there's so many people all in once uh, in one spot is 
now it makes me nervous everywhere. So another <laughs> pro tip just to always remember is always know where your closest two exits are. And then if there's ever an emergency and everyone's running, just stop and look because there's probably another exit, but everyone's just following everyone else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just take a second because everyone's conditioned to go the direction they came in. But usually there's a door like right there. Yeah. So if you if you get anything <laughs> from me today, there you go. Okay. Don't yell at Taylor. <laughs> Don't Be nice. Yell at me. Be nice. Always know your, where your closest two exits are. <laughs> there you go. Yep. You're welcome, everyone. You're that welcome. That sounds just general life rules I think we should all follow <laughs> at a game or not. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Have you guys had any other major issues at games that you've seen? Or, um, or have you yelled at people? I, I, okay, I had... In my when I was coaching, I was the JV head coach at Pinole Valley mm-hmm. for two years before I moved to Tam. Pinole Valley yeah. is a high school. Yeah, Pinole Area, Valley High School. Letting everybody yeah. know. In Pinole, um, <laughs> and it was like super hot. Like it was over a hundred degrees, and we were playing a team that was much better than us. Like we were getting mm-hmm. worked. Smacked. Like it was halftime. It was like forty-two to zero. And we go into the locker room and like we're frustrated and we're like, guys, we gotta get, you know, a little bit more effort. One of the assistant coaches like was very loud and yelled at them, like, come on guys, like we gotta do more. Like it's it's mental mistakes and effort. I know it's hot, I know mm-hmm. they have more depth, they have a lot more players, et cetera, et cetera. Um and we hadn't won a game up until that point. So we were like it was like some frustration starting to build in the team. And um there was some emotion in the locker room and then we came out and a couple of kids were crying and one of the kids that were crying, his mom was working chain gang and she saw that he was crying and she came over to me and like got in my face and was like, oh, no. what did you say to my child? Why is he crying? You guys can't yell at him. Like, how dare you do this, that, the other thing. And I'm like, like I like I, it was out of nowhere. Like I was, I was frustrated because we're getting blown out. It's hot. I'm, I'm just standing on the sideline, but I'm sweating balls too. Uh-huh. And uh i'm trying to prepare for like it's just about to kick off like our our guys are on the field the refs just blew the whistle and then she comes up to me and is like accosting me i'm like i don't know how to like i wasn't prepared for for this i was just like like i'm sorry like we you know we were trying to motivate them and you know let them know how they could get better and she would just not let it go and i was like i there's no security guard for a jv game like no one's there like i don't know how to you don't have your own security not, personal? <laughs> not for JV. They come for varsity. But I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, the game's about to start. I can't have her on the sideline because she's just, like, walking up on me, mm. yelling at me constantly. First of all, she's leaving her job post. <clears throat> she has a very important job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's supposed to be chaining on the other side. Yeah. You're not supposed to be on the home sideline. Oh, she crossed the field. Wow. Yeah. To come talk to you. Yeah. Damn. She saw her son. Oh, no. Well, she, like, didn't go back over after half. Part of me respects her, though. Like, protective mom. You know what I mean? But then. For sure. No. Part of me, no. Stay in your lane. Maybe go talk to your son first. Yeah. You she, know, which then, she didn't. So, uh, eventually, another <laughs> assistant coach stepped in and talked to her, like, calmed her down while I called because we were on offense first and I was calling the plays. And uh, she eventually calmed down. But that's the only, like, real other incident that i can think of where uh, it's not really a fan experience or a stadium experience but it's like an unforeseen occurrence like what do you do in that situation you have Uh to have someone and it's just a small jv high school football game but 
It's true. And the things, the things on the, the field is the hardest part because we do have so much security on the field at a college game. But I mean, I see on games, um, what was it? The one that there was a cat that ran on the field or, um, yeah. mm. I think the Raiders had a the black sk- cat or maybe not the Raiders somewhere S- had a, or someone. a skunk. No, it was um, a possum, right? Was it a possum? Or you see the bats know. in the oh. NBA games. And so it's stuff oh, like yeah. that where I'm like, you know, even if you think you've thought of everything, what am I going to do with the cats <laughs> on the field? Like, what do you yeah. do? And then you see the guys like, you know, kind of trying to chase after it. Yeah. But they're like, who do you send? Do you send I, the facilities person? Do I you think send... they were all trying to figure that out because when it happened, it, the cat was just out there. Like yeah. nothing was happening. <laughs> and they were like, well, whose responsibility? Like nowhere in anyone's job description is it like. Oh, when there's a cat, that's yeah. your <laughs> job. Yeah. No. So those are the fun things to think about but um but that's why you never know what's gonna <laughs> yeah, happen. Anything can happen um <laughs> do you have anything anything that you being a coach like are you a needy coach do you have things that you Ooh, that no. are you th- <laughs> like if i was your equipment manager would you be a pain like do you have things on game day that you have to have or do or? i don't like if i had more options of headphones i would probably abuse that Uh i don't like the double headphones because they're also like kind of noise canceling so i can't hear when someone's coming up to talk to me i only have one ear Uh and uh, the other one's like totally noise canceled so i can't even really hear anyway so i have to take it off as is so if there's a less noise canceling headphone where i wouldn't just one yeah i always have the one i don't like the double because then i can't hear anything and i'd rather be able to talk to the players than uh constantly have an in feed of noise especially when we're not on offense and i'm not calling plays um well you should think, have them buy you a new headset i'll, I'll work on. on it i'll work i'll put it in the budget <laughs> request it yeah. otherwise i mean i wear the same thing i'm superstitious about that everybody but. donate to casey's headset fund <laughs> yeah there you go i actually broke one that's my, what, my first year at tam d- uh, um intentionally that, like, well something bad happened and i ripped it off and it snapped so like oh, i had to no. hold it up to my ear because the like the per- part that kept it on your head broke so i just had to like hold it to my ear to be able to hear so it was, was in on. a circumstance of rage that you broke it yeah we we was in a playoff game You're cyrus the was there actually it was a pretty depressing pretty depressing against el cerrito high school oh yeah at yeah. el cerrito yeah yeah and it was in the beginning of the first quarter they were a really good team we were lower seated uh and it would have been tough to beat them. But they scored a couple of quick touchdowns, and then we were finally putting a drive together, and we were on, like, the 10 or so yard line, and we had a guy, like, break through for a second, and then he got hit, and he fumbled. And I was like, "Great F word. <laughs> That's what you said? This sucks. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, ripped it, and it snapped. And um, then apparently we recovered the fumble, so uh, we didn't even lose possession. We didn't score. <laughs> but uh, So just uh, – quick um rich rod comparison i the head coach i was with the whole time was rich rodriguez and um he broke many headsets and Mm -hmm. so i'm a little disappointed in you because you shouldn't i'm usually pretty calm that's really you gotta keep it together (laughs) but we didn't have an equipment manager to take care of me i had to to do it myself he'd always have a backup so we talked about what i did on game day we had one person that every practice every game his only job, he was with no other position, he was to follow the head coach. 
all around <laughs> wherever he went. And if he wanted Powerade and then water and then switch off. And then every two times he wants Powerade and then a towel. Mm. And then he breaks his headset and then he throws his hat <laughs> and then you have to go pick it up. So, so that's why I'm like, man, don't turn into that, Casey. Don't do it. <laughs> but, oh, I'm pretty I'm relatively, I think, low maintenance yeah. as a coach. Yeah, but he 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 was definitely one of the most uh, famous headset breakers I've seen. It's infamous. And add some flair. I would say infamous headset flair. breaker. Yeah. Right. Some people wear visors. Oh, some people throw no. headsets. Some people snap clipboards. You know, everyone's got their thing. Visors, you're breaking. <laughs> <laughs> if Not you a wear lot. a visor, <laughs> why? John Gruden, styling. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, Doug Peterson wears visors. A lot of a lot of good coaches wear visors. I I guess so. Just the guy from the Georgia. Do you wear visors? Kirby? No, I don't. Mm. I don't can see you them, being a visor so. guy. No, I don't know. I like my head covered. I will say, <laughs> I wear my hat and for pregame warmups, and then the national anthem happens, and I have to take my hat off, and I have hat hair, which is a a, a time when the wow. visor might. What are come you gonna do if you're ever on national television? What a major inconvenience! Uh, if, I, if I was, that's the good thing, because if you're a player, you can sort of just leave your helmet on. Uh, and I think it's more acceptable than if you're a coach and you have your your hat on. But I don't know. That's something that's it's gonna weigh on me. There you go. Solve your problem. It. Wear a helmet. <laughs> it brings me luck, guys. I'm gonna wear one yeah. too. Oh my. Yeah. We had every time it was the national anthem at Arizona, we'd line up in just equipment people, and the camera guys there would pan to us every time I was on the video board. Nice. To you? Fun fact. Yeah, we would all be lined up, and I'd be in front because, come on. Yeah, you gotta be. (laughs) You have to be. (laughs) So that's my moment of fame. Also, getting tackled on the sideline, but... Oh, I think, I've seen that I think video. we don't have time to talk about We can There's post it to the weekly spiral. No, we <laughs> cannot. So my freshman year, I did get, I was a ball girl. That was my job during games my freshman year. And um, that's it. I got tackled. <laughs> I, I, I can't even say there's circumstances around it. Um, BJ Denker, uh, he was our quarterback and now he's a coach. Um, I don't know what college he's at now. But anyways, he... He Tackled went out you? of bounds, and then my other lovely coworker Casey Matsky, also mm-hmm. calling him out, jumped out of the way, and then I got hit. But I was also not paying that much attention. So there's video <laughs> footage of this somewhere. There is, there, yeah. there is, and I have it very handy. But maybe we just don't need to. I feel like you cannot bring this there. up. We just. Without sharing it, you so have to may... tune into the weekly spiral Instagram. You'll have to tune in. Tune in if you're lucky. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a widely known national influencer now, so I don't mm. know if all of my followers could handle seeing uh, that. It'll humanize you. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. You Maybe. have flaws too. Not very many, but that's one. Maybe. Yep. Being tackled. <laughs> yep. Unaware on the sideline. Yep. So every time, you better believe after that. <laughs> every <laughs> time it came remotely close. Yes. Yep. Nice. Uh, let's wrap things up with your next position and what okay. you, where you're recently you just accepted a new role and you're moving to san diego correct correct i am moving to san diego so if anyone has any tips about san diego or wants to come visit please do um but i will be working in their football office um i'll be the assistant to the head coach brady hoke Whoa. um yes not assistant head coach assistant to the, head the coach. dwight of the yes. san diego yes. state football um, office 
assistant I, to yes. the regional manager. Yeah. Yep, not it's a big difference. <laughs> um, and so Brady Hoke is their new head coach there, so very excited. Um, he was uh, the coach at Michigan after Rich Rod, who I also worked for. Um, but I will be going down there and halfway being his assistant and then helping with just general football operations and pretty much everything in their football office. Um, and with the new coach, it's kind of crazy. So yeah, going down there and, um, I'm really excited moving to San Diego. Don't have to see you guys as much anymore. So I'm sure that'll be a a relief. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's really going to be nice. No, everyone better come visit me. Come to, uh, everyone has to be an Aztec fan now. So yeah, Yep. So Eagles I, legend Donnell Pumphrey. Yeah. Yep. And they just had um, they just had Kawhi Leonard Day, not football, but um, they uh, brought him back to a basketball game and they retired his jersey that last weekend. Mm. And the city also declared it Kawhi Leonard Day, like officially. Nice. So now that day will cool. always. Yeah. So they're big SDSU pride there, but you should all come visit. We will. We'll nice. catch a game. We'll yeah. look for you on the sideline. Make sure you don't get tackled. Yeah, you uh, know, it's. I, I will not. Um, I. It's going to be interesting now being back on the team side of things. So, no more getting yelled at by fans. Hopefully, but. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck in San Diego. Um, I already know you're going to do a fantastic job down there. That's wrapping things up here on episode 27 for our inaugural interview episode. We have another interview coming up next week, so tune in. It's going to be really interesting. You do not want to miss this one. Please go check us out at weeklyspiral.com. You can find the latest and greatest in all the blog posts that Casey is publishing, as well as all our social handles. We'd greatly appreciate it if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, that's wrapping things up. Looking forward to your support next week. Bye.